Welcome to Let's Talk About Sex, Really. I'm Dr. Elisa Kriegel, and I am excited to be here today talking about closing the orgasm gap. So I guess the first question is, do you know or have you ever even heard about the orgasm gap, sometimes called the pleasure gap? Um, So let's talk about what that is. Um, this refers to heterosexual sex and it basically is women on average orgasm during sex or intercourse far less frequently than men do, thus creating a gap. So we're going to talk more about that and also talk about why that is and what we can do to start closing the gap. Because I don't know about you, but if you're a woman listening to this, that's a big difference and not okay. So let's jump in. Um, Let's look at some of the statistics. And in a a recent study uh, that I looked at, 47% of straight women always have an orgasm during intercourse. So only 47, that's less than half of straight women always have an orgasm during intercourse compared to 89% of men who do. Um, In a study which looked at not just intercourse, but looked at all sexual encounters, it was a bit higher. So 65% of women reported almost or always having an orgasm during every sexual encounter. But that's still really low because in that same study, men reported 95%, so 30% difference. And the number goes even lower when we're looking at statistics on casual hookups. So first-time hookup, the gap is 80% of men reporting orgasm to 40% of women. So the question is, you know, what's going on here? Uh, I, I think there's, I think there's a lot of sort of obvious answers that you can probably think of. Um, certainly, this is part of this very patriarchal, normative, intercourse-focused kind of way that we learn about sex, that we see porn. Um, And so that's really going to change things. But I think that there's a lot of other reasons uh, for the gap. Speaking up, right, the difficulty that people sometimes, especially women, have speaking up, the sort of assumptions that men have that uh, any sex should end with an orgasm. So the first question I'm going to ask before we head into more details is, where are you in this, right? Are you a woman who usually or always orgasms during sexual intercourse, during other sexual activities? Is it a priority for you? 
to orgasm? Is it a priority for your partner that you orgasm? And I think that's, this is really the question. You know, we're not really, I I think that we're not raised and in talking with friends, colleagues, clients, uh, I'm in the privileged position of getting to hear a lot of people uh, and hear their sort of intimate details of their life. And uh, what I hear is, especially from women, is almost a discomfort sometimes with pleasure, with feeling pleasure, with being okay asking for pleasure or seeking it out. Um, I think there's, you know, it almost goes back to that whole, I mean, there's so much we've been raised on, virgin whore, all of these things that make or affect women in terms of their openness to pleasure and possibly even, you know, men. So I think that's something, this idea of mutual pleasure, that sex is about mutual pleasure, which would mean mutual orgasm, is definitely something that is obviously, you know, not there. We have have a lot of work still to do. I want to look at this idea that for so many people, Possibly, you know, think about your own sex life when you've had, you know, if you're having sex currently, when you've had sex. I think we're raised with this idea that intercourse is the main event, vaginal intercourse, right? And there is such a lack of sex education as well as general understanding about women's pleasure. And if all you've been raised on or learned sex from is watching porn or even Hollywood movies, then you're going to see things that that are not what works in real life. So I've had a lot of women kind of talk to me or in joking around about this kind of jackhammer way that men will sometimes kind of pound away during intercourse, Um, not understanding that that's not going to help close this gap anytime soon. Uh, There is a lack of what is often referred to as cliteracy, which is an understanding or literacy around the female clitoris. And the idea that that's what needs stimulation in order for most women to orgasm, right? Now, what a lot of people don't understand is I think they know the importance, but they're not quite sure, you know, how to get there. Uh, What's fascinating about the clitoris, little side note, is there's actually 8,000 nerve endings just in the external clitoris, far more nerve endings than in a penis. And what's also fascinating is that what we are getting externally is just the tip of the iceberg, that there is a large extension of the clitoris inward. So that actually, if the clitoris is aroused 
and engaged before intercourse, that that engagement and enlarging of the clitoris is not just kind of what people focus on as the external sort of button, uh, but that it's also expanding internally. And so if you then have intercourse after a significant amount of arousal and engagement of the clitoris, then it may be more likely for there to be uh, an orgasm that some people call a vaginal orgasm, but a lot of research has shown that it is very likely that what's being stimulated is still the clitoris, but internally. So if you haven't looked recently, I will post some pictures on my Instagram. Let's talk about sex underscore really. Um, so you can take a look there, but also Google, Google clitoris. Pictures will come up. It is truly amazing uh, how it, you know, and anatomically is in our body. So take a look at that. Um, there's a great book also. Uh, by Ian Kerner called She Comes First. Um, Dr. Kerner was actually a teacher of mine. Uh, I did a human sexuality course with Ian Kerner. Um, and his book is fantastic. If you haven't looked at it, um, you should. If you're male or female, if you're a woman, share it with your partner. Uh, it's basically an ode to oral sex and the importance of oral sex. Really, the importance of other types of stimulation that can help a woman orgasm, oral, manual, use of toys. But what I love that um, Dr. Kerner talks about is he has this, coins this term that foreplay is core play. Uh, he also talks about outer course, as well as intercourse. So, right, the importance of focusing on other sex acts other than just penis in vagina intercourse. Um, and in fact, you know, if a woman has oftentimes, if if you have, um, if you're female and you have your first orgasm before intercourse, so you, you, you focus on a having an orgasm before intercourse, it will oftentimes make it much more enjoyable as well as the possibility of having a second or even third orgasm. Um, I think too many men sort of see this kind of what one client referred to as lick it and stick it, right? So this idea that a guy will sort of go down on you and perform, you know, some type of oral sex, like for a few minutes, just long enough that they think they're getting you wet for pen and easier to penetrate without actually seeing oral sex as a complete act unto itself. And not only a complete act, 
but an act to be completed, not just temporary, so you can then have intercourse. It's a complete game changer when we take intercourse off the table as the end-all be-all. Um, there's, there's another really, what I thought was a really cool statistic, and that's about lube, right? So that's the other thing, this lick it and stick it. Like, if you want to be, you know, have an easier time, have a more pleasurable time with intercourse, lube is really important. And, and there's nothing wrong with using it and having it be a standard for every time you're having sex. And in fact, this is an amazing statistic. Women who reported using lube regularly also reported a higher frequency of orgasms. So is that, you know, could be a lot of things. Is it, that could be because lube actually does increase pleasure, uh, makes it more comfortable for a woman during intercourse. It also might be that women who speak up for what they need, like lube, um, may also speak up more for their own pleasure, right? What they want, what feels good, you know, asking a partner, um, those things. So this is the importance of speaking up. So I think that one of the biggest ways that we're going to close the gap number one, education. And the education is, you know, if you're old enough to be out of school and not getting sex education in school, it's read, listen to podcasts, thrilled you're here. Uh, learn more, share what you read, share what you hear with your partner. Um, one of my favorite ways of sharing is to get a great book, like pick up Ian Kerner's She Comes First and go through it. If you're, you know, you're a woman, get the book, look at it, go through it and sort of highlight, turn down the pages of the things that really turn you on, that sound great to you, that are like, oh, would love, love that. And then share the book with your partner. So he can have some insight into the parts of the book that were like big turn-ons for you. Hell, color code it, whatever you want to do, but share it, read it, share it. So that's one way. Um, the other way is just speaking up. And uh, one of my favorite stories was a client of mine years ago who had already been married for, you know, 20 plus years, but she told me about how early in her marriage, five or seven years in, um, she hadn't been having orgasms and a lot of times was faking it. And she finally got brave and one day told her husband the truth that she just wasn't having orgasms. Um, and she was terrified. What would he think? Would he feel bad? Like, what has ego been be hurt? And the next day he came home with a big bag, shopping bag. And he calls her into the bedroom and he empties out onto the bed all these sex toys. He went shopping and just bought all these different sex toys and basically told her that 
they were going to take as much time as she needs and that he wanted them to figure out how she can have an orgasm. And I thought that was so beautiful and so incredible. And, you know, I think that that's the thing. Oftentimes we are so scared. We are so afraid of what the person is going to think if we speak up. And if you have a loving partner, you know, there's a good chance that they're going to be really caring about it. There are a lot of men who care and want their partners to feel pleasure. If you've ever read Vibrator Reviews, I highly recommend it. Really fun. Um, Because there's a lot of amazing companies out there. And I will be getting into all the toys and all the new, a lot of them female-owned toy companies. Um, If you read the reviews, have, you know, few minutes to spare. Um, A lot of the vibrator reviews are by male partners. And they're super excited to see their female partners having so much pleasure. And not doesn't always have to be from them, right? It doesn't always have to be the penis that causes the pleasure. There's a lot of people, a lot of men who are just happy to see a woman have pleasure. So, you know, the next piece of advice I have in helping close the gap is if you haven't spoken up about what is going on, about faking orgasms, or even, you know, for me, it took me until I was in my 50s to actually really speak up about you know, if I didn't have an orgasm during sex or actually during intercourse, um, about sort of speaking up after my partner orgasmed to sort of say, hey, like I'm so close, but not quite there. Would you mind helping me out? Or would you mind finishing me off? That would be great, right? And of course, Of course he did. And that's really not the challenge. The challenge was that I just had never said it. And I think so often we don't even have a script, like we don't have the words in our head. So what I would say is, you know, if you're someone who's having orgasms, every time you have sex, you figured out what sex acts and how, what works, um, what works for you during intercourse, that's fantastic. But 47 to 65, only 47 to 65% of women are having orgasms. So that means that it's possible you're someone who doesn't always have one during intercourse or during any kind of sex. So think about, you know, what you want, what you like. Think about what you would need to say ask a partner at the end, if you're really close, what would that look like if you asked them that you would like to have an orgasm to finish as well? And find the words, practice, come up with some, write it down, say it a million times in your head, and then speak it out loud. So I am determined, and with your help, 
and sharing this with everyone you know, we can close the orgasm gap. So let's try it. Until next time, thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing. Look forward to talking with you again.